Right, serious, very serious matter in Wellington, if you uh, are listening in. After years of negotiation, Heritage New Zealand, along with Wellington Regional Council and Kiwi Rail, have approved a wheelchair ramp at the entrance to Wellington's railway station. A dispute that went on for so long, it was declared a heritage dispute. It dragged on longer than the 1913 general strike, three months. It went on longer than the 1951 waterfront lockdown, 151 days. Heritage New Zealand are concerned with the protecting the character of the building. That's not to mention the colour palette of those ticket machines. I understand. We understand. We love our heritage in Wellington. We love looking at some of the old beautiful buildings, the law faculty down there. I take people who come to visit Wellington town, touring around and show our beautiful buildings. We are extremely proud of our buildings. But now has it gone too far? Is it now time that we re-looked at it and, and decided that we need to be able to do things with our heritage buildings? Could we maybe keep the facades? Could we maybe uh, make them change from the back? I'm having trouble with my machine, but I'm working on it. Uh, is it time that we actually worked, got, worked with Heritage New Zealand and made some changes? Do we need to speed up the action? Do we need big time delays like we're getting at the moment? Joining me now is the CEO of Heritage New Zealand, Andrew Coleman. Good morning, Andrew. Morena, Nick. Right. At that railway station fiasco went on far too long, didn't it? Well, the truth is that it didn't. I mean, the railway station uh, owned by stakeholders. Uh, what's not known, and I'm really pleased to be able to offer our uh, yes. uh, position on this, uh, 24 individual projects have been going on at the railway station over the last three years, and the two... Uh, that most recently hit the headline, a headline that unfortunately characterised a position that we've never held, uh, which was one of opposition, um, were just two of those. We've been in discussions with the stakeholders down there for two years. Uh, we've had, uh, at their bequest, uh, positions that they've put up by way of proposals. We've commented about those. Our job is to advocate for heritage, uh, and that's exactly what we were doing. We were saying, actually, they, they need to look right, they need to be fit for purpose, uh, and they need to meet the character of that important building, the railway station. Have we gone too far, though, Andrew? I'm concerned because I deal with a lot of property developers. I'm speaking to a lot of them, and they won't even look at buildings that have got any slight heritage connection. I can give you my own anecdote with a restaurant that we own that was getting strengthened, and they said that they wanted the tiles around the front. Heritage New Zealand said they wanted the tiles out the front replaced with exactly the same tiles because they're from 1954 or 44. Those tiles were put on me, put on by me a year ago. And that was a, a month discussion with Heritage New Zealand. Don't you think sometimes we're going too far? Well, I think we've, um, you'll find that we're uh, very reasonable, and it might be very reasonable now. I mean, as you can give me case studies, and I know I hear from case studies of developers all the time, uh, I can give you case studies of where there's been very, very good heritage outcomes for properties. In fact, some of those that we own on behalf of the government and the Crown ourselves. You've talked about old government buildings, that fantastic building you referred to uh, down by the railway station. Uh, we own that. It's leased to Victoria University as their law faculty. That's had a very, very significant replastering project over the last two years, uh, one that actually was quite uh, intrusive on its fabric, but developed and put in place. Uh, and like you, I can give lots of examples of positive heritage outcomes where uh, we're working really well with people. And I'd offer, including the Wellington Railway Station. I think that 
you've got it a little bit wrong. I think that uh, the developers are terrified of you. Yeah, well, not those that I talk to. I think, um, and I've spoken to a lot of developers, not just in Wellington, but across the country. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Invercargill City CBD development as one example where they had quite a, a new design uh, where a lot of heritage wasn't going to be retained. But what was good for that outcome that they were seeking, uh, we agreed to. Um, there's plenty of examples of uh, property projects in Wellington as well, uh, where the best outcome for heritage was uh, got, along with, importantly, the best outcome for development as well. Do you think there is a real uh, disconnect to reality within your organisation? No, certainly I wouldn't agree with that. I just think that what needs to happen is the sooner we have the right discussions and conversations, the better. Uh, sometimes uh, development might take place um, and developments might be finalised before positions are raised with us. Uh, we are very, very accommodating. Uh, we will advocate for heritage. There's no doubt about that. But in doing that, the earlier we have those conversations, the better. And indeed, coming back to the railway station, those 24 projects, uh, only two of them uh, have hit the headlines, unfortunately, because the other 22 have got to a really good heritage outcome with what they were looking to do at the railway station. Andrew, I'm glad you brought it back to the railway station, but having an issue with the colour of the ticketing machines when you've got those god-awful TAB signs and pokey signs all around them, don't you find that even for yourself to be incredible? Well, it wasn't just the colour, and, and that's where some of the headlines that have happened over the last week and a half, you know, the pleasing thing about having this opportunity is to, to talk about what our position actually was, uh, not the one that people were claiming we had, uh, because it wasn't just the colour. The colour was certainly relevant, but it was about where they were positioned, it was about their functionality, uh, and much like we did with Met, uh, Metlink last week, we've come to a very good outcome uh, around those uh, ticket validators. Uh, they'll be uh, installed as soon as Metlink uh, have their plans finalised, uh, and the same applied to KiwiRail around the uh, wheelchair and disabled access ramp. How much does this all cost us as taxpayers? Um, are you talking about the cost to our, of our organisation? No, of? the cost of, of all your uh, slowing down the process at the railway station. Well, I wouldn't agree, first of all, that we slowed it down. Uh, we've been in discussions. We, we only in that time, and you're talking Andrew, about two-year period. This is, this is the two-year period. I mean, how can you not think that's slowing it down? Well, we received in that two-year period two lots of plans. Um, and so the slowing down was at the bequest of... Kiwi Rail, I'd suggest. Um, they brought plans to our attention. We offered advice on them. They went back into their shop and worked those designs up, and then they came back to us. Uh, it was interesting last week when they tabled the designs that we very, very quickly agreed to because they met the purposes that we were seeking. Our first week on air a few weeks ago, we highlighted that Wellington, 90% of the inner-city land parcels were character-protected, so they were locked up from development. Is that through you, or, or how much do, have, do you determine what happens there? Because that's incredible for our city. Uh, that's not um, uh, because of us. That, that's uh, purely and simply because of the district plan of the Wellington City, uh, and that's under review at the moment, as you'll probably be aware, and your listeners will be aware through uh, the spatial plan review, um, and the outcome of that is ongoing as they go through the district plan review. Uh, we've submitted on that because uh, the characterness of 
Wellington City is important to Wellingtonians, we believe. The heritage uh, concept of that is important. Uh, the ability to be able to develop, uh, particularly around housing and urban development, is important. Uh, these things, uh, unfortunately, at the moment, the way the discussions seem to be going, it's very much a, it's heritage or development. And, and Why shouldn't they work together? This is what, when I started off, I said we're all fiercely proud of our city and our heritage yeah. and, and our beautiful buildings. Why don't we adapt the same sort of system as Melbourne? If you go to Melbourne, they've got these beautiful facades of homes that have been there for 100 years, and yet the back is all modern. You don't see the back of the house. It's all modern and beautiful architecture. And Why don't we start being in the real world? Oh, well, I agree with you. Uh, and in fact, I could go beyond Melbourne and say many cities in the world uh, have the same sort of characterness uh, that Mount Victoria has for Wellington, San Francisco being another example. Another great example. We certainly agree that heritage and character should be working and is working with growth and change. The challenge is, as I said, have those discussions really, really early. Don't wait until we've got fixed views because then it's hard to resolve. Um, and, and I just think that there's a fantastic opportunity for both heritage, yeah. character and for change and growth and urban development uh, to come together and have the discussion. Do you think it's time for change? Do you think it needs to be not a them and us and a, and a us completely? Oh, absolutely. And we're working hard to actually fulfil that. The key to that is early discussions before positions are taken. Uh, we're more than happy to have those uh, in Wellington, uh, the broader Wellington region and across the country. You know what I reckon, Andrew? I reckon there's probably seven or eight, maybe nine big-time developers in this city. I suggest that you get their numbers. They'll be very easy to get and, and sit around and have a lunch or a coffee with them because I believe that if you work together, you'll make our city better than it already is. And I believe that, that your organisation has got a bit of a bad rap through those developers. I know that because I'm dealing with them. Mm. Oh, um, and thank you for the advice. Um, uh, it won't be new to me because I do meet with those as our staff do the developers around Wellington uh, regularly. Now, it's over a coffee sometimes, but, but as importantly, it's over what they might be thinking of doing. Um, and much like your own personal examples, uh, the earlier we would have had those conversations, like I said, the better. Okay. You still haven't told us the cost of the railway station fiasco. We've got staff time. Our staff have been working on those 24 projects for quite some time, other than our staff costs. I'd like, a, do I'd like a dollar cost. I'd like a dollar cost. You must have budgets. You know what it costs. Could you tell us what it costs us, the, the, the ratepayers or the taxpayers, to, for your involvement in, in the railway station? Uh, look, I'd, I'd offer a guess and say it's uh, a number of hours of staff time, and if you're looking for a number... I'd say $5,000. Oh, I'd say it would have a few more zeros on top of that. But, Andrew, I appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule.